Welcome to the Purposed Marriage Podcast. If you are in a marriage that is damaged, broken, and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you will find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse, no matter the heart condition, to a closer walk and fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. God can and does heal marriages, no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Larson. With me, as always, is my wife, Amy. Amy, say hello. Hello. This is a Thanksgiving edition of the (laughs) Purposed Marriage Podcast. Uh, Hope everyone has had a good Thanksgiving. I know this can be a, uh, a difficult time for people, especially if you are standing for your marriage and you're having to... Uh, spend this holiday uh, either alone or not with um, the one you hope to. Uh, A verse that's, I think, going to help us gain a good perspective of where we need to be as standards, people uh, committed to staying faithful to their marriage vows, is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. And especially during this time, as we look at our present situation and circumstances, it's, it's a little difficult to find the good in it and to be thankful for what we're uh, not seeing uh, in front of us. We, we desire to have a restored marriage for our families to be together. And for many of us, that's not the reality right now. And so what we want to try to do today is to uh, shape our thinking uh, and to transform it through the power of God's Word, some of the things that we'll be sharing and the scriptures we'll be reading, just basically reframing the argument so that we will have a grateful heart and not be uh, focused on what we currently don't have in our lives. So we'll go ahead and get started. And, uh, our first question is going to go to Amy here. Uh, and what we're trying to do here is to reflect back on that Thanksgiving when we weren't together. Uh, that was difficult for both of us, I think, different ways. Right. Uh, but we want to give you uh, both her and my perspective. So, Amy, the question is, as it relates to the theme of Thanksgiving, uh, can you describe your attitude concerning this particular time of season during our time apart? Well, I remember I wanted that Thanksgiving to look completely different than it had in the past. Um, I was concerned about just being happy versus being thankful. And during that Thanksgiving, I invited um, some friends and family over. And I know that Tommy had expressed a desire to come. And I was not willing to allow him to come to our Thanksgiving. I think I described it as an intimate gathering. Is that what I said? Yes, I was not welcome to an intimate gathering (laughs) that time of year. Right. So he was basically uninvited, and we celebrated in our home um, without him. And it was just, I I just wanted to, again, just just be happy and have things look different or differently than it had in the past. I, I would say that maybe for you... 
you were looking to get out of those environments that were just really, really stressful. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah, we should probably back up and describe what a normal Thanksgiving celebration would look like. Oftentimes, I mean, that was, you know, Tommy is the cook in our family. And so he would prepare Thanksgiving Deep fried dinner. turkey. <laughs> yes. He always made a deep fried turkey, although he did experiment with other ways of cooking the turkey from time to time. Um, But so he would spend most of his time in the kitchen preparing everything. I prepared the table. I prepared um, or I got our children ready. And so once everybody came together and family was here, um, I know that there were times where I think Tommy was probably tired But it was also a time where, like he described, he was not walking with the Lord and family gatherings were not um, a time that I looked forward to. I felt like we were always walking on eggshells. Um, I tried to make sure that we we didn't say or do things that would upset him during those times. Um, and it just, you know, everybody felt the tension. My family felt the tension. That, that, that likely stemmed from the fact that I wanted to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And if uh, things would happen that would disrupt my timeline of events or uh, the sequence of how things were supposed to happen, any deviation from, quote, the plan, well, that was, that was, <laughs> that was very bad Things went uh, for south me. Quickly. And so I made sure that I would let everyone know, maybe not coming out and saying it, hey, uh, I've got a problem here. Basically, I would turn myself off. Now I would not interact with you in a way that was uh, pleasing to the Lord. Uh, I would be cold. The very I would, cold I shoulder. would shut off. Yeah, in some cases I would just retreat. Oh, I've got a headache. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And just leave everybody alone and escape. Right. Because uh, things weren't going how I thought they should. Right. And I mean, that it could be something as simple as... You know, people were not here exactly on time. They were a few minutes early. They were a few minutes late. Yeah, and I would build up this scenario. How can they be so uh, insensitive to me? <laughs> How I've, I've taken time out of my day. I have sacrificed. I have made this wonderful meal, and they're going to be late. I have everything ready at this time, and now they're not here when it's ready. How dare they? Yeah. You know, I took it as a slap in the face. Yeah, he and took so, it very personally. Yeah, I, I started, and honestly, there are still times when I uh, struggle with um, people who don't operate in the same timeline I do, <laughs> especially when it comes to meals. Yeah. Because if, if you're somebody who cooks, you know, you try to have everything ready at the same time. There is a specific time when uh, food can be enjoyed at its optimal moment. All right. right. It's ready right now. So if you're having to wait, uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, right. and you're having to reheat things, right? And and those things happen. My goodness, it's not the end of the world. But for me, yeah, those things were the end of the world. They were. And it was enough for me to just go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to be in a bad mood the rest of the day, and I don't care who knows it. Right. And I mean, yeah. everybody did know it. So uh, when we had family <laughs> gatherings, yeah. I mean, everybody in the family, even if he didn't say it, like he didn't have to say anything. And that was part of the problem is that he just quit communicating. Like he said, he shut down completely. He would retreat. And it really was like walking on eggshells. And so for me, 
that Thanksgiving, you know, it was like, oh, wow, we can have a, a gathering that is, you know, stress-free, an environment where people feel welcome and we can gather together and have a wonderful time. And I will say, I mean, the people that came over and the family and friends that we celebrated with, we did have a great time. Um, I do believe I mentioned, you know, during Thanksgiving that, wow, it's nice to not walk on eggshells or it's nice to not just feel so pressured um, during the day of Thanksgiving when, when we should be grateful for one another. Um, but I really was still seeking to fill a void that I thought, well, maybe my family and friends can fill this void um, since Tommy is not being invited to Thanksgiving. So you did recognize it as a time where you wanted to have close people around you, right? Right. Okay. Uh, But to the extent that it caused you to have a mindset that was thankful, being grateful for things, what, what, what did that look like? I mean, when you celebrated Thanksgiving, you know, we look back to the reason for the holiday. And, you know, it's, uh, it's taken on different meanings for, for different people. Uh, for myself, when I think of the holidays and Thanksgiving in particular, it causes me now to just be thankful and grateful for, you know, the bounty that the Lord has bestowed on myself and my family. Uh, when you were running back then, I don't think that mindset was one that oh, no. Uh, no, resided it, in your head, in your no, mind. No, there was no. It wasn't about being thankful, I don't think. It was just about escaping. Right? It was about escaping. And yeah. like I said before, it was more about happiness versus Thanksgiving. I was just happy to celebrate a stress free holiday, you know, during the time of gathering. And th- I mean, that was really it. I was just looking. How can I make this completely different from what it's been in the past? And how can I feel happy? Um, And I remember distinctively just there wasn't really a thankfulness. There Mm -hmm. wasn't a, um, I guess, a focus on being thankful. I was just grateful to have a peaceful dinner. Well, I I think a grateful and thankful spirit comes from the Lord and... It's hard to express that if you're running from the Lord. Exactly. Right. right. And I mean, I, I was I was consumed with, you know, seeking my own desires and not seeking God's will in my life. And when you're doing that, I mean, you're looking for temporal happiness. You're not looking mm. for, you know, ways that, that God, you can be thankful for the things that God has given you. I was just thankful to not, you know, not have me be together. (laughs) Honestly, I was just thankful that you were not here. Um, but I I also, I want to speak a little bit to that because I remember thinking, well, this will be a great holiday. This will be a great Thanksgiving. This is what all of the Thanksgiving should look like. The sole source of everything wrong with the marriage if that component was just removed, removed, mm-hmm. yeah, then everything would be wonderful. And there could be relief, right? Yeah. And I remember after everyone left, company left. I had, you know, washed all the dishes, wiped down the table. Everything was clean. I just remember still feeling like there was a huge void that wasn't being filled, 
And I remember thinking, well, if only, you know, if, if only my friends and family were here, then that's what would fill the void. If they would come back after they left? No, 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 not if, no, I just mean mm. in general, that Thanksgiving, the void that I was feeling was truly a lack of relationship with the Lord. I was looking to okay. fill that with family and friends. You know, I knew I was lacking in some way, but I was, you know, I I had a relationship with the Lord, but I was lacking in obeying his teaching. So, I wasn't truly following God. And I thought, well, if I can, you know, this Thanksgiving, if I can just have family and friends and remove Tommy from the situation, all will be well and happy. And it wasn't. I remember there being a very deep loneliness after everyone left. And I just remember thinking, this was totally different. And we had a great time. But what is missing? And, and, and that's, you know, where I redirected. I, I should have redirected my focus. Going a little bit off script here, script here, but I'm just curious: Was there any kind of uh, guilt that you felt during that time uh, that stemmed from the fact that we weren't together? This wasn't a whole family Thanksgiving. Um, I'm I, I'm sure that there was a little bit of guilt, but more because the boys didn't get to spend Thanksgiving with their daddy. Oh, not really because of me or where I was um, at the time that I was running from the Lord. So it was more about, well, I'm, you know, I feel bad that the boys don't get to spend Thanksgiving with their daddy, but that was pretty much all, all right. So you were a little saddened for them. Yes. So there really wasn't that guilt that, you know, our family isn't together. I regret this. It was more feeling sorry for the boys. Yeah, yeah, daring, yes. Yeah. But then I think, you know, once everyone left and I had time to really reflect on things, um, you know, I, I don't know if guilt would be the word, um, but I, I do remember there being a deep loneliness thinking, I've done everything differently than in the past, but why do I feel still, or why do I you still feel this sense of longing? Yeah, you weren't satisfied. I was not, at that point. no, yeah. I was not satisfied. And I do think, you know, with reflection there, I don't know if it was then exactly, or maybe, you know, a few weeks later, I, definitely near Christmas. I remember feeling, um, this way of, you know, I'm, I'm saddened and I feel lonely um, and at that point, Tommy had made great strides in his relationship with the Lord. I had seen a huge heart transformation. So it's not like he was acting the same way he had always acted. Yeah, this had been, I had been out it of the house eight for months. Yeah, eight months at yeah. the time. And yeah. And so towards Christmas, I remember thinking, um, and, and even after Thanksgiving, I remember thinking this this is all my fault. Like, I feel this loneliness, but the decision was mine. It's not like I was chasing after Tommy. Tommy was here all along um, asking to be a part of family traditions, asking to be a part of, you know, everything that we celebrated. Um, and I, I mean, I just remember thinking, I could change all of this um, if I just allowed him back in. 
Um, for you, Tommy, what was the most difficult part of separation during the Thanksgiving season? Well, the fact that I wasn't with my family at that point, that was, that was most troubling to me. I had, I had desired uh, by then to want to have a uh, Christ-honoring marriage, one where uh, the Lord was reigning, where I wasn't ruling the roost, so to speak, based on my own sense of whatever. Uh, I, I wanted to have a restored family uh, that put God first. And uh, knowing that I, I, there was little I could do at that point uh, to bring our family together, back together, you know, that was, that was discouraging. Uh, also the fact that uh, I, I knew that divorce uh, was still being pursued. And uh, I, was, I was thankful at the time that we were able to, we, I said we, um, this was not through your joint. efforts at all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah, a joint effort. At, at the time. But uh, I, I guess it was maybe a month before. Uh, oh, it was actually two weeks before Thanksgiving. Okay, two weeks before, yeah. Uh, it was a uh, motion hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at at the courthouse, and uh, I was not expected to go to this, and uh, there was a chance that at that point, uh, had I not gone, that we would have been divorced before the end of the year. Right. A uh, very good chance of that, and so uh, I remember going down there, and I had a a small team of prayer warriors actually go with me. We prayed outside the courtroom, and uh, I went in there, and I pled my case before the judge. I explained how I, I love my wife, I love my family, I was not in favor of this divorce, and uh, I was so thankful that the Lord saw fit to uh, grant that judge grace and to say, you know what, I'm going to give you an extension. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three more months. And the idea from the judge was to, anything can happen, you know, you need to get together and go to mediation so you can work things out. But in that time, there is a chance that something happens between you and your wife and this whole divorce could be abandoned. And he framed it like that. Right. He, he gave me hope. And so uh, I was grateful for that. And of course, uh, after that occurred, Amy learned that she wasn't going to get the divorce in her timeline. We wouldn't be divorced by the end of the year. <laughs> this, right. This that went over you. really well. Yeah. Uh, but I was grateful, you know, uh, at least on paper. You know, as far as the state of Tennessee was concerned, uh, we were still married, and I was not divorced in in 2016. And uh, 2015. so it was a 20, uh, 2015. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, you did get the divorce in 2016, but yes. then, of course, as most of you know, it didn't take. <laughs> right. Right. We were remarried within the same year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was I was thankful for that that the Lord had at least uh, preserved uh, the legality of our marriage right. up to that point. Uh, but it was still, it was still d- difficult because I was, I was lonely. I, was, I didn't have uh, immediate family right here that I could spend the holiday with. And uh, I, I believe if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I just stayed at the apartment. And I remember uh, around about that time, 
I think we were having conversations about, well, how do you want to play this Thanksgiving? Do you want the boys to, to come to you? And I would right. just say, look, I want us to be together. And that was not something that was even uh, being considered by you at the time. No, no that, that's not a possibility. Right. But I still desired it. Right. You know, and by then, after all that time away and uh, the work that the Lord had been doing in my heart, I was, I, you know, I was desiring that wholeness that for years you had sought after. Right. Uh, so not being able to have that and experience that togetherness was uh, was tough. Uh, but, you know, the Lord uh, enabled me to get through that time uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And uh, not my pastor, uh, another counselor who was a biblical counselor, he shared with me. We talked about gratefulness and uh, sadness and grief and uh, things associated with you know the holiday season. And he he framed uh, the argument of. Uh, why we should be happy opposed to why we shouldn't be defeated this way. And it was that, you know, have, is God real? Yes. Does he love you? Yes. Have you been forgiven? Yes. Uh, are you assured a place in heaven if you have done this and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Yes. Then what do you have to be sad over? Right. 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 And, um, I mean, that's true. I mean, when you really get down to it, uh, you looking at the whole scope of things, right. we have so much to be grateful for. I mean, the, the Lord sent His Son to die for our sins, and we, if we put our faith and trust in Him, we are assured of an eternity with Him. And that should outweigh everything, every circumstance that we are in. But, you know, oftentimes we can't see past our present circumstances. Uh, but at least for that moment, you know, when He told me that, and for... The following days, I did have better perspective. Right. And uh, the more I drew close to the Lord, the more familiar that way of thinking became to me. Mm -hmm. And it did help with some of the discouragement that I was experiencing. Right. And that's an intentional, wouldn't you say that is a very intentional way of thinking to yeah, truly... Yeah, and when we say intentional, that means you have to force yourself right. to think that way. You have to be deliberate about it because it doesn't come naturally, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. And I mean, really, I know I know after, you know, now that we have discussed this, those were times that you were actively pouring over Scripture and just praying over yourself um, that, that God gives you a grateful heart. Wouldn't you say that was... Yeah, yeah, correct? for sure. Uh, as you look back at our time in the valley, when all these horrible things were going on, are there things you can point to that occurred back then that caused you to be grateful and thankful now? <laughs> yes, lots of things. And um, I may have to slow things down a bit because I do get very <laughs> emotional um, around this topic because there is so much that I have to be thankful for and grateful for now. And one of those things um, that Tommy just spoke to was the fact that he did go to the judge. He did plead his case um, because what that did for me at the time, I mean, I'm not going to mix words. I was angry. I was, I was angry at the judge for 
having pity on him. I was angry at my lawyer for not fighting for what I wanted. I was angry at Tommy because I, I felt like, well, this is inevitable. He's just trying to delay this process. I was angry for so many reasons, but the main reason I was angry is because I wasn't getting my way. And yeah, I mean, at, at the time you were in open rebellion. I, absolutely. Yeah. And, and really, um, I and that, de- that delay meant you're not going to get what you want when you want when it. When you want it. Yeah. Right. And, and at that point, that November of 2015, um, my running and my rebellion was, I mean, I won't go into the details, but it was in peak season for, for my rebellion. I, yeah, that's when the battle was most intense. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and there was, yeah. there was a lot going on in my life at the time. And so, you know, because I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted, I was just angry. And I was, I was even to the point where I was blinded, you know, by my anger. It was like I was so enraged um, at, at every, everyone and everything that I couldn't even see that what Tommy wanted was good and right, you know, for our family. Um, like I spoke to a minute ago, he had changed. I had seen change in his life and I didn't care. You know, at that point, I just didn't care. I looked past that. Um, and you know, I, I didn't consider what's best for our children, you know? Um, and I even said, you know, in our (laughs) blog entry that I think I probably would have been open to having a joint holiday had Tommy gone along with my wicked plans, um, which seems so crazy because it's like, so you would have spent Thanksgiving with I, him? I don't know how interested I would have been, honestly, to have done that because it would have been <laughs> fake. Right. It, it would have, have been, been fake. What are we fake. doing? This is completely phony. Right. Right. But because he didn't do what I wanted, you know, basically pu- that I was punishing him for not giving me what I wanted by not having him be a part of our Thanksgiving holiday. And so um, when I look back now, I'm so grateful that he did go and he pleaded his case um, because how that spoke to me, not then at the time, again, I was angry, but later on with time and with um, the Holy Spirit just really working in my heart, Um, I saw that Tommy was pursuing all of the right things. Tommy did not cave to my wishes just so he could come to a Thanksgiving dinner. You know, his stand was grounded in the love of Christ. And not only did he show that um, in his life, but he demonstrated it to me time after time after time. Um, and so another way that he, you know, that, that I was grateful after looking back was the fact that when I did speak to him and let him, when I spoke to him and let him know that you're not going to be invited to Thanksgiving, you know, he, he didn't, I mean, of course he was upset. Um, I knew that he was hurt, but he didn't show anger. Um, he didn't lash out and sin, you know, he didn't retaliate um, in any way well what good of what good would uh, screaming and yelling and trying to convince you no I need to be at Thanksgiving all right 
Uh, no, but I mean, you know, that that would have probably been the case in the past. Yeah. Um, but he. Well, he, I, I wouldn't have wanted to have been spending the time with you anyway. Right. right exactly. So. It was like, and I think that's what was hard for me to wrap my mind around. It's like, you've never wanted to spend Thanksgiving with us anyway, even though you were there. It was like he was there, but he wasn't present. So it's, it, it was strange to me because it was like now that he was out of the house, now he was wanting to spend the time with us. And, you know, that didn't make sense to me. I mean, but, but really it should have because I had, I had watched him over the past eight months transform into this man of God that I had never recognized before. And so, um, it was, I, I was grateful and thankful that he, did not, you know, show anger or, I mean, he just continued to show love. Um, and I think even that weekend he had expressed to me that he had prayed for, you know, me, um, as well as the boys all weekend. Um, and that he prayed that we would, we had a, a a good time together. I mean, he, he didn't go as far as to say, hope you had a wonderful time without me. (laughs) Um, but I think that you truly wanted us to have a good time together. Right. Well, uh, what was expressed there, I think, if there are standards out there trying to figure out how they can interact with their uh, their spouses or their prodigals, I, I think if we are to put on a um, and project thankfulness around our prodigals, I think that goes a long way in helping shape their opinions of us. In other words, they're seeing a new attitude in us, one that reflects um, the nature of Jesus, gratefulness, thankfulness, patience, kindness, love. Uh, that's going to give them pause, and they're going to wonder, oh, there, there is something different about them right. now. And that will... Uh, if their heart gets right with the Lord and their eyes open, that will be something that attracts oh, absolutely. Uh, you back to them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can say for me, absolutely, time after time after time, that is what caused me to look back and be most thankful and most grateful because I saw a change in Tommy and every time that I lashed out in anger, every time that I did something hurtful, he didn't respond to my sin with a sin. He responded to me in a loving manner that would help me to see he was full of the love of Christ. And uh, I was I was reminded of that truth as I was preparing uh, the show notes for today. It's on a website, uh, PureFlix, and they were they had an article written on Thanksgiving, and I'm just going to read it. We'll provide the link, the direct link to this uh, in the description. Uh, but it said, When you cultivate a spirit of thankfulness, it will spill over into your relationships. It's easy to be thankful when everything goes right. Of course, that's true. But when others see you credit God for His love in difficult circumstances, they will begin to wonder why. Mm-hmm. And when they're wondering why, that will in turn cause them to ask questions, right. which will then open up a dialogue, a conversation that could lead to some uh, something meaningful where uh, 
you know, walls can be broken down. Right. There can be a better understanding of where each is coming from. Uh, conversation is, is always a good thing right. when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I know for me, it absolutely made me wonder, why is he acting like this? Even though I feel like I, I knew the answer, I did wonder why and how. I guess because also it was so foreign to how he acted in the past. Yeah. All right, Tommy, how does the holiday season amplify one's feelings of hope or hopelessness concerning restoration? Well, uh, first off, if you, if you have eyes and you spend any time out and about, you're going to see people together. Uh, you're going to see families together. And you're going to long for uh, companionship. You know, you'll see uh, kids uh, in the stores with their parents uh, holding each other's hands and uh, you see uh, shows on TV where this time of year is celebrated and it can't help remind you of you know what you're constantly longing for and that is a restored family so when you see that all around you it's difficult not to uh, look at your circumstances and, and say man look at what I lost you know look at what I don't have so it's a constant reminder uh, but at the same time, uh, it's a reminder of what God can do, right? right? And uh, with so many of the churches celebrating the holidays and uh, musical performances that are done that glorify the Lord. Now we're speaking of Christmas time, but you know this, the holidays are pretty close together. We right. call it the holiday season. Uh, we're reminded of uh, the gift of the Savior, what He came on this earth here to do. Uh, and that in Him there is there is hope for all of our circumstances. And so, uh, yeah, those especially this time of year, everything was amplified and heightened. Your awareness of your circumstances, but also the awareness that God can come through. He can answer your prayer. Uh, he hears us, and He can restore uh, broken marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy. As it relates to personal interaction, what advice would you give to someone standing for their marriage during the holiday season? So now we're talking about, uh, from your point of view, you're the prodigal. What do you think would be a good way for the stander, how they can approach or just just speak to? Okay. Yeah, um, I think probably the, the first thing that comes to mind is patience. Um, being very patient with the prodigal because you're if you're expecting the prodigal to act any differently than a prodigal I mean that that's the first thing that you need to change your perspective on that Um, because if you're living in sin and you're you know trying to please yourself and your own selfish desires you're not going to be looking to anything but seeking happiness or um, fulfillment in ways that are not in alignment with God. And so being patient is is one thing that I would say. Um, But also, I know for me, there were so many acts of service that Tommy did for me that truly opened my eyes to see he had changed he was a different person. Um, some of those acts of service were known to me, and some of those were not. I know that 
<clears throat> excuse me, oftentimes there were um, things that he would provide for me or he would give a gift. He would, you know, one time, I think we've spoke about this before, he gave money towards um, a birthday celebration. So, you know, that is one way that you could show um, sacrificial giving in that way. Um, but also there were things, there were plenty of things that Tommy did behind the scenes that I was not aware of. Um, I know that on several occasions he spoke to my mom, um, was asking her, you know, for prayer for our entire family, um, was demonstrating love and kindness to my family in ways that I was not even aware of. And so, you know, I, th I think it's so important not only to try to um, show the love of Christ towards your prodigal, but also to the entire family, and even more, more than the entire family, just to the world. I mean, we are to be the light, and so we need to be the city on the hill that shines that brightness into the lives of those that are lost or those that are running. Yeah, and that sort of leads to the next question, which is uh, what are realistic expectations for standards during Thanksgiving season? What are some practical things they can do to make this time a little less difficult? I think that uh, the less time we spend in solitude yes. by ourselves, the better. Yes. If you can uh, pour your energies into serving and mm -hmm. doing for others, boy, it will it will be rewarding on multiple levels. Right. Right. You're you're growing, helping to grow the kingdom, while at the same time developing character mm -hmm. in yourself. And uh, who knows? You know, you don't do all these things so that your prodigal will see you in a different light. Right. However, that could be a fruit that is born out of your obedience. Right. That could affect their perception of you right. at some point in time. And your relationship with right. one another. Yeah, so you got to be careful about your motivation. Right. That's your, what I was going to yeah. say. I think it's so important. And that's why I kind of was speaking to acts of service that I was unaware of because I never felt like, oh, Tommy's just being, he's just doing these things to be seen. At no point did I ever feel like he's trying to outwardly show me that he is different and he is pushing an agenda. I never felt that way at all. Well, it would have been disingenuous completely right. if I was doing these things, say, for your mom or your dad, and then I was coming back and telling you, oh, Look you know, what I had I did. a great conversation over here, and can't you see how much I've changed? I would right. have never have talked to them this way or done this or that. And... Uh, that's 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 trying to manipulate the situation. Exactly. Right. You're right. Uh, you're trying to do things that only the Holy Spirit can do, and that is to change somebody's mind, right, through uh, acts of your own. Right. right. And I mean, and and that's what I came to understand and realize is through all of these things that Tommy was doing, he he literally won me over, and the Holy Spirit was working in me. Um, to open my eyes to see what is good, what is true, what is honest. And so now I look at it very differently. Um, and one, uh, one of the Psalms that I really love is, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount of all of your wonderful deeds. Um, and when I look back now, 
back onto that, that Thanksgiving when we were apart and all that God did in our lives and through us um, to get us to where we are today. Um, I'm so thankful, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for everything that God has done. Um, and my heart is joyful. My heart is full of Thanksgiving. It's very different than, than that Thanksgiving in 2015. First Chronicles 16.34, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Lord, once again, we thank You for this time that we can gather here to offer hope and encouragement to those who are standing for their marriages. We pray now that during this Thanksgiving season, You would fill our hearts with gratefulness, for the endless supply of grace and mercy you have poured over us each and every day. God, help us to be mindful of the things we have to be grateful for during these hard times. Let us not give in to despair or hopelessness as we see others experiencing moments and times together with friends and family. Lord, help bring perspective to our hearts and minds. Give us the spirit of contentment now. Help us to look past our present circumstances and instead look to you, the only one for which true hope and confidence may be found. Go with us now, Lord. Strengthen and equip those who are standing and bring the spirit of conviction upon those running from you. In all our ways, may we acknowledge and bring glory to you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. Our address is purposedmarriage at gmail.com. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.